Serena, and we are here with our lovely, dearest, long life friend, Bianca, and you're about to tune into What Up, Cuz? Say hi, Bianca. Hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> this is BB, my, like Amber said, a life she, 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 a part of the family. She can't go nowhere. She's been around like literally our moms met each other at the gate for on the first day of kindergarten. That's crazy. So, yeah, I've known this woman since we were five year olds, literally. <laughs> five year old us. I don't know. Lord have mercy. Um, anyhow, so we brought Bianca on because today we want to have like I've been enjoying having the different perspectives of the things that we're talking about. So Amber and I were discussing, and like we talked about at the, in the last episode, we really wanted to get into the dynamics between Black moms and their daughters and kind of like different people's experiences with that. Um, so Ms. BB Boo is going to share a little bit of, about um, her relationship with her mom and ma'am. I mean, share as much as you're comfortable with and the details that you're comfortable with. Um, but yeah, you were, you was going to tell us a story. Oh yeah. Well, you guys were, um, just a few minutes ago, you were talking about how, uh, mothers treat their sons differently, like with their relationships with them. Hmm. Um, so like a few years back, my brother came out here to visit from Texas and there was, um, I don't even understand what was going on. I think he was talking to my uncle about something and they had like a disagreement. My mom came over and like, she's instigating and all this stuff. So my, my brother was like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, I'm going to leave. So he was really upset and he wasn't telling me why. And so I finally got him to talk to me. Like, like, why are you so upset at mom? Like, why are you this and that? He was like, mom hit me. She like, I guess she slapped him or something because of something he said to her. And he was so appalled that she had hit him. And he was like crying about it. He's like, my mother has never hit me like that. My mother's never hit me like that. Like, I don't understand why she would put her hands on me. And I'm like, really? Like this woman used to mop the floor in my face. Like we used to scrapping in the living room, like blow for blow. Like we used to fight. I used to, my mom would tell me like, you want to act like a bitch on the street. I'm going to treat you like a bitch on the street. And we would just be fighting like straight up so my brother to tell me like my mom's never hit me like this i'm like nigga really like where you been rosita's been whooping my ass for years like <laughs> and see, but what and amber was just talking about last episode too about like how black parents be talking to their or talking to their kids or like calling their kids out of their name and doing all types of crazy stuff and i honestly don't know what that is but i do notice i did i don't want to put all the pressure on black moms because I will say the way that my dad like treated my brother growing up was different than how he treated me too like my dad would whoop my brother my dad never like really put his hands on me like that we had a couple of incidents um but from what I remember growing up my dad didn't like whoop me like that but my dad was relentless when it came to my brother but I'm like I don't know if it has to do with like women being more comfortable with raising girls in a certain way or being like more rough with them but girl yeah I think opposites attract, you know? So I, I think it definitely has something to do with that. But to, to um, tag on to what Serena said, um, honestly, in my house, the ass whoopings were equal, whether it was coming from mom or dad. 
now that was when it came like my dad was a fair dad the masters was coming whether it was the daughter or the son it don't matter now my mom on the other hand i think like when my brothers got a little older she would like get with them but she also didn't have to because my dad got with them mm-hmm. like my mom like with us i didn't get as bad as my older sister did but my mom was much like your mom like she was like let's go i got time today i had time yesterday i had time the day before yesterday and my mom had rules growing up like you you get your ass look for two things for morals and for your grades and so anything that that was anything that had to do with morals or grades she don't like being, she don't like nobody being trifling you couldn't be no <laughs> hope you couldn't you couldn't and you couldn't be a dummy so we was getting beat up like you getting beat up you can beat up for being a dumb hoe period so um you know and like honestly she was right like it was her right to do that like to keep us from being those things now the way she went about it on the other hand i think was a little extreme but i mean i made it to 2020 so (laughs) um but I think that when it comes to now moving in deeper, like just my experience from like growing up, like the responsibility was on the women, period. Like, and and to me, it just, to me, it is, not only is it unfair, but it, it also makes life so difficult when you get out there and you go find a man and that man was raised by a mom who was just like, well, you know, my son can stay here as long as he wants. And, you know, it's always defending, defending the fact that they're, they're, they don't have any responsibility. Nobody trained the man mm-hmm. to have the responsibility. Like, my mm-hmm. brother, they didn't clean up. We did, me and my sister. And as a matter of fact, like, we weren't dirty people or anything because we were the ones who had to clean up. So, like, if the kitchen needed to be cleaned, like, I just remember growing up, like, my mom would whoop our asses out of our sleep if there was a dish in her sink. But you know who put the dish in the sink after we cleaned the kitchen? It was either my brother or it was my dad or my brother and my dad. So, <laughs> like, my thing is just like, damn, like, I cleaned up this whole kitchen and I still got my ass whooped because one of these fools don't have the responsibility of cleaning up. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Because one day this grown-ass man is gonna go out in the world supposedly and he's supposed to get his own place and so what he just gonna he just gonna not clean the place until some woman comes in there and starts cleaning up his dishes like no like when i have kids everybody's cleaning everybody grab a towel for this here wall and you're gonna scrub it until it's white period so there's it's not gonna you're not gonna be exempt because you're my son no, absolutely not. Like, this is things that, that you're going to have to carry with you throughout life. Like, it's not about a gender thing. It's, it's not, not about, about girls thing. versus boys. It's yeah. about basic life skills to me. Period. And then when your son get out of here and his girlfriend's asking him to take out the trash and he's looking at her like he's crazy. And it's like, well, you didn't make him to take out the trash all his life. So now he's 30. You think he's taking out the trash? Hell no. Susie made mm-hmm. him take out the trash now. Look what you look what you set set 
set our future women up for? <laughs> yeah. Mom, what makes me think of like my ex? It's uh, it's he's one of five boys, and at one point in time, all five of them were still living at home with mom and dad. Um, since then, one brother has moved out with his girlfriend, but the other four men live there, and they are grown ass men ranging from the ages of 18 to 35 like there's no reason for any of you guys to still live at home like you can move out but it's like as long as they're there like their mom cooks breakfast lunch and dinner for everybody mom does laundry mom cleans the house mom makes sure everything's taken care of and this is after she's been spending you know hours on end doing um volunteer work for the church and cooking big pots of, of whatever Sunday dinner stuff that they serve at the church and reading Bible and doing outreach and all this stuff. She still has to come home and take care of this, the, the, a house full of grown men. So whenever he would come over, we'd spend time together or whatever. It's like I, rule number one is if we're just in the room and hanging out, watching movies or whatever, if you're going to, eat something or if you're drinking something that's fine put your dishes away put it in the sink um don't leave it in my room he has the really bad habit of leaving dirty dishes in the room his mother will always come through the room to come collect all the dirty dishes so she can do the dishes and i'm like i don't know where you learned this from like i was never taught this I, like you don't do that around me i was like if if in the event that we're ever going to be together and we're going to live together, I am not going to clean up after you. I'm not your mother. Mm. Like she's a sweet woman, but I don't do stuff like that. Mm. And it was just a lot of, um, a lot of things that he had to unlearn in the, like the first half of our relationship. And I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, she, she means well, like those are her babies, but you're hindering them. Like you're enabling them. In, in their growth exactly. it's a big hindrance but and that's why I can't leave what they right. gonna do for? I mean what they gonna do if mom does everything like how do you ever leave the nest how do you ever like because they still gonna find a way to complain about something that they can't do or something that ain't right and they don't realize how good they have because they gonna run into a female like me that's gonna be like I don't know who you think you dealing with but I ain't the one. I'm not the one because I think in my situation, it was just me and my brother, but we also had, like, our grandma there growing up, too. So, I mean, I was a little bit spoiled, too, but I still learned how to, like, wash my clothes and, like, do the dishes and cook and all that stuff. Um, so now that I'm older, like, I know how to do all those things. I know how to take care of stuff. On the other hand, my little brother, like, he'll go in there and, like, cook and stuff, but it's, like, simple things, like, clean up after yourself, like, do some dishes don't wait for somebody else to cook or don't be like i really can't stand it when people like oh there's nothing to eat when there's clearly stuff to eat but they don't want to cook but they want somebody else to cook for them mm -hmm. i'm not cooking for you i got up and cooked for i i will cook for everybody but it's like get up and do something and stop being lazy like stop depending on other people to do stuff for you or to tell you to do something take initiative and do it yourself like Ugh, I don't know I just I get very frustrated because it's like you're not you're not a baby you're not anymore it's one thing to have like a young kid like my son he can't like get up and cook for himself granted my son will go and be like I want some of this go grab him a plate and go get it and ask me to help him open it and all that stuff we're not doing that around my 
I'm not raising my son in that way. He already got chores. Vacuum up this mess you made in your room. All that kind of stuff. Like, don't be a little slob. I folded the clothes. Okay, now you go put them in your drawer. And they may be a little bit unfolded when they get in the drawer, but he needs to learn now. Like, you need to pick up some slack. It's not just a one-person job. And I thank God. Thank you. And Mother Chris, thank you to my mother-in-law for raising my son, my, my husband, the way that she did her son, the way that she did. Because we split stuff. Sometimes I can't do certain things. And he picked up all the slack. He was picking dinners at one point. He was giving our son a bath. He was washing the clothes. He was doing all of that so that I could take care of other business. It's never been an issue of like, oh, well, men do this and women do that. Or you do all of that and I don't know my butt. Now, I don't, I don't mind like cleaning up and cooking and doing all those things. I'm okay with us having our roles as women. Okay. If you want me to be in the kitchen and you want me to clean the house, you must be redoing the bacon though. Like, I mean, it has to be a give and take or else we're not a team. Uh, yeah, I you agree with a saying? give and take. I don't, so, you know. But don't be a slob though at the same time. Yeah, like don't. Don't make my job hard. Exactly. That's my point. Don't make my job hard. Because you know I cook and I clean and I do all these things. Don't take it upon yourself to just be messy. And Mm -hmm. that's not okay. Yeah, I think that when there's, I mean, just growing up, I just remember like, um, my mom told me something that my grandma told her. And my mom would tell me like, if the house is dirty, that's the woman. But if the lights is off, that's the man. And so growing up, like, I took that with me. So I spent a lot of time in the kitchen. I spent a lot of time cleaning the house. But one thing I won't touch in the kitchen is the trash can. I ain't touching no trash can. I don't want to do no dirty. I'm not touching no trash can. I don't want to fix nothing that's broke. Like, I'm not mounting no TVs. I'm not putting no <laughs> together i'm not doing none of that because to me i just feel like that's the man's job and that's the kind of father i have as well you know but also my mom back then she used to cook and bake and all those things or my mom and my dad would cook together and every now and then they they will now but um my dad is also the cook now because dad cooks better but um (laughs) i'm just saying and that's and see i'm not i don't like the women does this the woman does this and the man does this because mm-hmm. sometimes the man does something that a woman technically should do better. Yeah. Or a woman does and something okay, a man though. should do technically better. So I'm more mm-hmm. so like, I had a mom that did like both. So my mom would cook and my mom would be in there trying to put together a bookshelf. Like, mm-hmm. so I think I'm okay with, I'll do whatever it is as long as like it's mutual between us. Like, you know what? you're better at this or me and my husband even take turns cooking like you cook the shrimp bomb so you cook the shrimp and I'll do this like mm-hmm. I think it needs to be what works for your household if you're the type of woman that's like I'm doing I handle this and I handle that and your mm-hmm. man does that the other stuff whatever works for y'all for sure Definitely. my the bottom line for me is a lazy man is a no it's a no it's a, mm-hmm. a reasonable service to fulfill and my issue with the, the the black mother and daughter dynamic, I think at least from what I've seen is the responsibility has been placed on the daughters and the sons haven't been given that, period. Or the sons get coddled. Like, I remember my mom was like making my little brothers, and I call him my little brother because he's, we're, you know, quite a far distance apart and he, he'll always be my little brother, but my brother is grown. 
and um, my mom was like making his doctor's appointments registering for his classes for him in college and I'm like you know what how is he ever gonna learn to do anything because he's getting older and one day he will meet a woman and is he gonna expect her to do those things for them for him what expectations are you setting for your son that he thinks another woman is gonna do for him mm-hmm. and granted there may be some woman out there that's gonna do it but how about you just treat your son and your daughter equally teach them both responsibility coddle both of them in certain ways but don't leave your son like short of knowing how to take care of himself um in the case that he does end up living on his own or whatever like or he'll have to keep coming to you for help and i know some women like to feel like oh i have somebody that depends on me okay that's a deeper issue and i suggest you need to go get therapy but okay um but the point some moms also do that as well i think that what i've watched and not necessarily in my household but i've watched women who don't have a husband or whose husband is just wax off and then they put the pressure on the son to to you know Uh, to be they man or be or you know they put themselves in you know they put their son in that place of the man, not necessarily giving him the responsibility, but taking care of him. You know what I'm saying? Or what about in the opposite, where the black mom has a whole bunch of kids and there's no man in the house and the oldest daughter is supposed to be like a second mother. Yeah. And take care of the oldest son is supposed to be like in um, in place of like a father figure. Right. They're looked at as, you know, you're supposed to be getting the money. You're supposed to be helping me raise my kids. Like they get so much pressure on them. I have an issue with that because I feel like, especially young adults, like let them be adults. Let them live their life. If you don't have a husband, that's on you. That's that's something you need to work out. But you can't have your 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 a son husband husband son whatever it is like that just doesn't work out. I feel that that holds him back from being what he truly wants to be or something. You know what I mean? Or your daughter from truly being what she wants to be because it's like before you're a daughter, before you're a son, before you're a sister or a brother, like, you're second parent first. Yeah. I think that's a big thing in a lot of, um, oh, black for sure it is. like, and I think too, with the, with the mom, like, first of all, I've seen so many times where the mother chooses a spouse that is just awful, and then when things go haywire, and they're left with the kid, and then this person continues to have kids with this idiot like it's just like all right so now i'm taking care of of the kid that i didn't ask i didn't sleep with your husband or my daddy so you know so now here i am i got another sibling i gotta take care of and i can't go be a kid you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and it's like oh well this is a situation we're in no this is a situation that you put me in as a mom you're supposed to protect me from these things and now I'm in a situation, you know what I'm saying? And I don't agree with it at all. I would never want to do that to my kids because I think it affects them in, in certain ways. Um, and maybe it might affect them in positive ways because there's a lot of things that happened in my household that I didn't like. And it, it affected me in a way to where I was like, I'm not going to do that. And I chose to be a different person or I chose to deal with it differently. 
but um going back moms and how you know they put the responsibility on us and then my my biggest thing is that I just remember like dating one of my ex-boyfriends and my ex-boyfriend's mom two of my ex-boyfriend's mom told me like off off the rip like my son ain't shit and you don't need to be dating him. That's your fault. <laughs> Honestly, and that's what I and, think. I'm and, like, that's your fault. Yeah, and it makes me reflect on, like, well, you know he not shit. And you couldn't do nothing about it. And No, so, why is like, he why, why, in the first place? It makes me look at the mom like, okay, like, because not to say that you have power over your kids' decisions, because at the end of the day, you can raise your children right, and they can still choose to do some. You're absolutely right. Yeah, they can still choose to be somebody who they wasn't raised to be. But mm-hmm. I feel like moms play a huge part in that, and it's just like it's unfair for them to put all the. You got to get up and clean up. You got to go to school. You got to have the good grades, and then when you come home, you got to help your brother do his homework. But like. I'm not getting any help doing my homework. I'm also getting called a dumbass when I when I can't figure it out. And then you have more patience with, you know, with the brother or whatever. And then when, you know, now I'm to a point to where, where I'm fending for myself and I got to fend for my, my sibling because now you putting the pressure on me to have my shit together and his shit together. No, let's, let's And okay. then, Mm-mm. not even just that, so now when bruh can't even take a, a college course without failing it, it's because sister was doing the homework. Let me tell you but, my ears. Let's, 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 let's move to a slightly different subject. How about how um, the girls are told like, oh, you got a curfew or you need to stay inside yeah. the house or you can't go here or you can't do that. Sis, I remember being in college and I had good grades. I did have a boyfriend. I remember like basically on like a whole presentation, giving my parents a pitch about why my curfew should not be midnight at like 18 or 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my brother was out running these streets, like doing nothing. I couldn't spend the night nowhere. I couldn't, and I mean, I found ways, of course, like, but like I had to be sneaky because I knew my parents were going to say no. My, my brother has spent like weekends in like the mountains with his friends. And my parents are like, oh, have fun. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I think it's more imperative to watch the woman's ass than it is to watch the man's. And let me tell you, my though, because both of my brothers had kids before me, and then hmm. my younger brother. So. Right, right. <laughs> your son could be the one that's impregnating somebody else while mm-hmm. you're coming up pregnant. How come that standard is in place on son? Hmm. Don't worry, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have that same issue with my father. Like my younger brother was able to date when he was like 15 16 years old my father told me that I wasn't allowed to date until I was 18 even though I was dating during high school you know it wasn't anything serious but I was told you can't date until you're 18 you can't do this until you're this age I don't want you spending the night at friend's house I don't want you going to sleepovers like he wanted to shelter the hell out of me and it was it just it didn't work because like I lived with my mom my younger brother lived with my father and my stepmother, and that was a whole different family dynamic. So 
my mom gave me a lot more like leeway as far as things that I could and could not do. And then as I got older, I had, you know, when my father was still here, we talked about it and he told me, he was like, I was just so afraid of you getting pregnant or doing something that you had no business doing. And I was like, isn't that funny? I was like, meanwhile, your son got like three kids, an ex-wife, <laughs> like, you know, he did the most. And I was like, I, because of you telling me of all the things that you didn't want me to do, I did it anyway. And I learned my own lessons. Like I, it was, you didn't have to work out me. Like, I think it would be a lot easier if you were to show me that you believed in me, you trusted me and you trusted me to be responsible. You know, I remember me and Amber were hanging out one time and it was like an overnight thing. And my parents were like, you need to call us every so-and-so and such and such. Mind you, they ne have never done this to my brother. Oh, make sure you call me like every hour, every two hours or whatever. I, and I tried to keep up with that. And I think I didn't like call them. I can't remember what it was, but then I ended up getting like a message like, you, your bag going to be packed on the front porch. You think you so grown. You better find you somewhere else to live. And it was just like, what? Like, <laughs> Honestly, like, I could not, I'm like, what did I do? Like, I'm really not doing anything crazy or anything. I'm with my cousin, like, and I've never heard them treat my brother in that way. Or, like, I've never seen him get that same, like, treatment ever. And it really irritates me. Like, honestly, I still be angry about it sometimes because I'm like, your son really is a bum. Meanwhile, like, I was not a bum. And I was constantly getting treated like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Granted, I made some mistakes. Like, I'm not saying I was perfect or anything, right. but it's just like, why is the treatment so different? That's all I want to understand. I think also, too, like, something that my mom says all the time, like, you know, like, the responsibility was put on, like, your, every child is different. You know what I'm saying? And a mom knows what, what one child can handle and what the other child can't. And I am a firm believer in that. However, what I'm not is it comes a time where all of you going to church, black moms that sit in the front of the church every weekend, read your Bible and all that, where you have to just step out on faith with your kids because you don't want to wait till your son is 35 years old and he, and he can't, go out there and fend for himself and now you so worried about what life is going to be like out there for him because you're afraid that he can't make make the right decisions and then he never gets out there and you're taking care of him for the rest of your life like what kind of I don't want to be the mom that's taking care of my son for the rest of my life I don't want to be the mom who wants to enjoy my husband I don't want to be the sibling <laughs> that has to take care of my brother because my parents coddled him how about that? I'm not going to be the sibling. Okay? <laughs> I that. Listen, if these niggas ain't got together before y'all leave here, I don't know what to tell them. And I really be they on they on. My mom, <laughs> me and my mom will go out because I will like, I do be going at my brother and I'm like, you need to do this. You need to get it together. Like, you are not a baby. Like, time to man up. And I'm like, you be so hard on him. You so mean. And I'm like, well, you ain't doing it. Somebody got to do it. True. I remember a lot my mom would tell me like you're the responsible child and I'm like well first of all I'm not the oldest like my oldest brother is the oldest and I said he should why doesn't he get that responsibility why is he not 
look, have you noticed that pattern? The daughters are automatically, you're the responsible one. So you mm -hmm. get all of these responsibilities that you didn't ask for. Sometimes what I want to be, I want to be a bum sometimes. How about you make my, you make my doctor's appointments for me. You schedule my mm -hmm. class too. I want that too. And I'm like that, I mean, it's like, okay, thank you for letting me know that I'm responsible, but it's like, why do I have to be responsible for everything? And I think the biggest thing that, you know, bothered me was like, not only was I'm not the oldest and I'm the only daughter and like, I have all this responsibility put on me, but dealing with that and a mother who's also an addict, it's like the roles are very reversed. Cause now it's like, not only am I the responsible child, but now I'm your mother. Okay. You know, I'm the one who's getting up and I'm cleaning the house. I'm the, I'm in charge of cooking dinner, making sure that I bring in whatever type of income I was making and still making my grades, like in my classes, getting good grades, trying to do the best that I could. And I did that for high school and then college, you know, was the same thing. It's, but it's like now, okay, so you're an adult and you're driving. I was still working two jobs, going to school part-time, doing homework, and still expected to come home and take care of the house and take care of her. I know, when did you, I can't remember how, uh, when it, how old you were when you moved out, but like give a little more insight about that because I think your situation is unique and maybe like other people can relate because of your, like, your particular dynamic with your mom. Um, but so like you said, your mom was an addict or whatever. So you had an additional responsibility of not just like, so you were the only child in the house. It wasn't like you were getting necessarily differential treatment between your siblings because they weren't there. Like you technically mm -hmm. weren't the only one there. But then having that additional like dynamic of your mom being an addict seems to have added like a lot more responsibility and a lot more expectations on you. It did. It really did. You know, and I would like I would talk to my brother often because as far as like I am turning 32 in like two months and my mother has been an addict for my entire life and my brother is 43 I think and he says that my, my mother has been an addict for most of his life so that's a lot of years of being addicted to you know whatever drug that she, her drug of choice and with that it was like I always wonder like why doesn't she just love her kids enough to get clean why doesn't she just love me enough to like get sober if I do this and I do that and I do this and I take care of her and I show her that like I like isn't my love for you worthy enough for you to you know take care of yourself to be here long enough for me and it wasn't and I would try to explain this to him like it's it feels like it's a lot on me like it's like just plopped in my lap like okay here's your new responsibility of making sure that your mom is going to be okay so I did that a lot. And then finally I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can do this anymore. I want a life of my own. I don't want to be, <clears throat> I don't want to still be here taking care of my mother. Uh, I moved out like, well, like eight years ago, but it was a really hard thing for me to do because my first thought is, okay, if I move out and I move away from my mother, who's going to keep an eye on her? Who's going to make sure that she's doing what she needs to do? Who's going to make sure that she's not out here like bungee jumping from the curb? And it's like, but I have to get out of that mindset. I'm not raising you. You are a grown woman. You are not my responsibility. You are my mother. You are responsible for yourself. And like, I, it was like all these fears because it's like, I've always been like, you have to take care of her. Like that's your sole duty is to take care of your mother. She is your responsibility. 
I think yeah, that I no, I can I can I hear you on that, and I think my situation is you know a little bit different than yours, but I think being a the daughter and I'm the oldest, so I have the responsibility. I have the expectation. I think I place the expectation on myself that if something were to happen to my parents, then it's my responsibility to take care of them. And I don't even know where that comes from. I feel like it's kind of like an unspoken rule or unwritten rule somewhere. And it also maybe because I saw my mom, she wasn't the oldest either. My mom is the baby. But she was also seen as a responsible child. And she took care of my grandma until my grandma passed away. So now I feel like I have to in turn, like make sure that my parents are taken care of. Granted, you know, like, it really isn't my responsibility, but sometimes somehow I still feel like it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, I don't know how to break out of that. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking care of your parents in a healthy place. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like what Bianca is saying, like she had to raise her own mother. So, but also giving up her childhood for doing mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? So, Whereas our parents raised us and we had a childhood. So they didn't, they didn't rob us of our childhood. So I feel like in that sense, it's healthy. And when your parents are older, like just like our parents um, took care of us when we were babies, we weren't able to do things for them ourselves. Like as my parent becomes old and they can't do certain things on their own, yes, it is my job as a child to take care of them. Mm-hmm. That's biblical. You know, I don't know where it is, but it's there. Don't quote me. But, <laughs> um, you know, like as our parents get older and they can't do things for themselves, I think it's okay to take care of your parents because in turn, they took care of us. They raised us, you know? And so now, now I am 32. My parents are still able-bodied. Yeah, if my parents need help and I have it, I will help you, but I, I won't allow my parents to, to bring me into a place where I'm collecting what I need to do for myself because I'm still growing as an adult. Like you guys already have, a, have already had several houses. I'm still trying to get my own. So no, I'm not going to dig into my savings for my house to help you out, especially going back when you have other uh, children, <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? That can also be of assistance. I'm not going to be the only one who's helping. So I'm sorry. Not, 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 not for the sake of my life that I'm trying to build for myself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, because if you taking care of Joe and Schmo and, and my other brother and sister, that means that if when I do something for you, I'm taking care of not only you, I'm taking care of all of them too. I don't got time for that. I didn't sign up for that. So, um, that part of it, um, I don't like. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I have my siblings, and I do help them when I need to. But when I, if they, they, I mean, they got to really, they have to exhaust all of their options before they holler at me. Like, all of them. And for me, my rule is, if you ain't helping yourself, I'm not helping you. Mm-hmm into no habits either so um you know um, my mom was a little bit more lenient with my brothers 
and she was hard on me and my sister. I mean, we could. She was so hard on. She was. I wish y'all would. But then, like, when it came to my brothers, it's like, well, you need to understand personality. Like, okay, when I'm gonna get out in the world, don't nobody have to understand shit. You know what I'm saying? Because when I got out of the world, nobody had to understand anything, and I had to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like my the main thing that 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 I feel like it's it's become a cycle now, like with mothers and their and their daughters. It's become a cycle that they they build they tell us that we have to be we have to be strong women and we have to be educated and we have to have the the toll of the responsibility. Well guess what, moms? That's how we get these fathers that don't want to take care of their kids. These fathers that walk out on their families, these men that are sleeping around and doing and doing whatever because their son can't do no wrong, and and then uh, what's left? Like, what options do does a does a responsible woman have? What option does a strong woman have now? What option does a woman that uh, what options does a woman have that has her shit together? If y'all are constantly raising these sons that don't have no responsibility, they can't do no wrong, and they don't want to leave their damn mama house. That responsible, I was about to say a white man, but that response was so trifling. It was trifling. Because all white men, all white men. And I know that. I know that, but in my head, I'm like, a white man, that's the option. And she crossed her legs. That means it's a gun. She's like, that's that on that. <laughs> I don't mean that because clearly I have a great husband. I have a great man and I know they're out there. And I know every black mom yeah. does not raise her son to be trash. Like yeah. I really know. But I, I think for me, it's just like, I want my mother and the women that I watch in my space, be mindful of the men that you're raising. Yeah. Be mindful of how the differences that you're, you're portraying between your sons and your daughters. Because somebody going to be calling your son a fuck boy. Hello. Ooh. <laughs> it's it's it. The son is a slob. He don't know how to take care of himself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just just have some balance. Teach your sons also how to be well-rounded people who know how to support themselves without depending on somebody else. Period. That's <laughs> That's it. Not taking away because what I don't want to do is take away from the black mom because. I'm very happy that I had a mother who was hard on us and who was like, yo, don't come here being a hoe and you need to be smart, period. Like, that's the way of a woman's life. And don't be nasty. Like, and because of that, my life is organized. I ain't slept with a whole bunch of people. And I got some sense. Like, I can articulate myself. I can go out in the world and mingle with other people and sit out and sit in, in different places with in different rooms with, you know, certain people. So I'm grateful for that. But I want you to use that same energy with your son, baby. That's all I think. Yeah, I totally get it. Like I, even though my mother and I have had a very rough like relationship and now that I am older and I am old, I have a completely different relationship. Like, before I hopped on this call, she was over here running off with her mouth for a little bit. And I'm like, Rosie, I got stuff to do. But um, I am grateful for it because it's, like, one of the things that it, like, the other, all, all the things that it has taught me, it's, it, it really taught me how to just be independent 
and to not depend on others to take care of me. And I would tell her, you know, especially when I was younger, like, you are my biggest inspiration and you motivate me to never be the person that you are. Like, I have, you know, I try and push myself and push myself to continue to provide for me, take care of me, you know, do the things that I need to do to make sure that Bianca's okay. And, you know, talking to her, she's like, I really look up to you because I feel like you are a responsible person. I wish that I could have done, I would have done more for you as a mother. She was like, but I'm really happy with how you turned out. So. That's that's a, yeah. Right? That's, that's a blessing. It is a blessing though, because, you know, some children take after their parents and some children, like I said earlier, you know, they're like, I can't, I can't even afford to be this person because I see what that looks like and what that and what road, what kind of road that looks. I don't want to take that route. Nope, mm -mm, it don't look too good. So I mean, thank God for uh, what is the word I'm looking for for resilience. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank God for resilience. Well. Seen like a lot of friends who have had um, hard upbringings, and it's like they use that as their crutch to be pieces of shit out here in the world. And I'm like, uh, no, we don't do that. You learn from it, you pick it up, and you move forward. But there's a lot of people who don't have that resilience, who will crumble, and they let the um, they let those parts of their their upbringing and those parts of their life crumble them and shatter them and make them weak people and I'm like I'm sorry I don't have time for that yeah well yeah. I mean overall I'm not happy about it at all but I'm grateful like like you were for saying sure. about what it taught me to be and how I have grown from it and how I have decided like what parts to take from it and what parts I'm not repeating because mm -hmm. like we said last episode I when you know better you do better and mm -hmm. I our parents didn't know any better and it may be better than what they had for sure um, growing mm -hmm. up so yeah just take what what you had to deal with and make it better yes definitely but thank you so much Bianca for sharing like such a personal story um and hopefully like it definitely will touch you know some of our listeners and and it could resonate with them and and that I'm grateful that you're an example of of somebody who made it out on the other side rather than you know repeated that repeating cycle. that cycle and and you know just um being able to break that a generational curse because honestly <laughs> i think we can definitely pat all together on the back you know because there's just certain things that i'm just like yeah we're, that's not we're not doing that hashtag pyramid yeah, yeah um, we're not doing that and we're not doing that with our kids and we're, that's just what we're not doing and um, but i'm proud of us like it's amazing to see um where we all where we all ended up in life and how we've grown together and and apart and how we're our own persons and um and the type of success we've been experiencing together and that we get to on, and like see it on each other so but um next week we're talking about funny stories so you tell yeah, me we are, you know, <laughs> yes i was about to say like you, you let me know when i can come back i will be back <laughs> we're definitely we're, we're gonna do uh, our, our season finale as they would call it we cannot do we cannot have like 
talk talk about stories about our hilarious reckless teenage years without bianca like oh yeah you have to come we got some stories I, get it boutique get it boutique yes. in the back seat but yes um tune in next week with us guys but thank you for listening thank you um for coming um, on with us bianca and we enjoyed having you and we'll be looking forward to having you next week for the season finale girl we got two more episodes what up